G'day guys, welcome to the mailbag and the deep dive on Monday, the 27th of June. I'm your host, Shane Chelio, as Peter Anthonis has undergone a, well, undertaken a European sojourn to visit friends and family. We hope he returns because hosting is not my gig. I'd like to welcome Rob Scurry. G'day, Rob. G'day, Shane. We're going to go over some mounting uh, things that caught your eye in Sydney and back after dominating the Melbourne preview. Lindsay, how are you, Lindsay? Yeah, not too bad, Shane. Good to have you on uh, for a full show today, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Sorry, I, was, um, I did sneak off and I wasn't taking any notice of anything that you said about Caulfield, to my own detriment, because you did find a very good price winner. Let's kick off the deep dive by having a look at the Caulfield meeting. Um, in particular, we'll look at races two and six, but we have a look at some overall figures. Lindsay, I'll get your opinion on some of these. Uh, the biggest figure of the day was returned in race four by Diagula. Um, um, yeah, so, yeah, so on the old bunch benchmark on punting form, it's gone out 14 quick to the six. That was no effort uh, bowling along up in front. Um, gets to, I think, the 100-metre, 50-metre mark. I think a sinkhole opened up and it's um, been beaten at a dollar one in run. Diaguilar, um, a big fan of this horse. Um, it's had a few injuries over its career, uh, persisted through them. Uh, it was very handy horse back in the day. First up, um, fires even off those injuries. And um, here it's just a tough horse, you know, it comes with that brutal speed from the back uh, to win in the last stride. So proper horse, um, credit to the second horse too there. Yeah, it was a good performance. Full credit all round and uh, full credit to those that were laying at 101 in run when the leader, particularly <laughs> there was a little bit there. Um, they have everything they get. What, what a, a horse in race six that produced a good figure uh, was Inundation, the winner, and look, looked visually looked impressive. What can you tell us about race six? Yeah, absolutely. So that's a horse um, we talked about as the Melbourne crew um, throughout the week, thought it would be one of the best of the day. Um, talked about it on the preview too. I asked Jackson Oldham on the Friday, I think, my dickhead for thinking this would drift, uh, would, this would firm. He said, yes, I think you're a dickhead. It was um, rock bottom odds and he was 100% correct there. It's 2.30 throughout the week, um, trading around 3.10 on the exchange Saturday morning, gets out to a max of $4.20, BSP $3.80, but more interestingly, the tote has paid $2.80 while the um, BSP is $3.80. So the tote's pretty much had a 35, 36% chance and uh, um, the BSP's had about a 26% chance uh, when they closed. So yeah. yeah, that's interesting. The big the big tote rebaters must have got involved there. For sure, they've marked, it. It, they've marked it favourite and bet accordingly. Uh, the one that surprised the shit out of me was Squid Game. Um, it was heavily backed late. It was very strong on the fair. I think I might have asked you blokes pre-race um, a couple of minutes before the off, like who could possibly be backing Michaela Lawrence on a back marker here? Um, yeah, absolutely. That was my thoughts going into. Um, I think two two rides she had on Saturday of note for me were Sig Positano, which is also in the market. Um, they haven't, uh, Sig Positano actually mapped back and she's led on it in the last. And Squid Game, yeah, she's got caught the fence looking for room. Um, at the 300 furlong, 
um, charged home late, but inundation, you know, that, that was as soft as you can get. They did, uh, as well as Squid Game, they backed Limpeka, nice for what, flying by. Just um, they spec them at a price too. Very impressive. The winner um, goes on with it, you'd think. Oh, absolutely. That that figure there, um, what's it done? It's a minus 12. So it's the biggest figure on the day was negative 13.2. Then we had a negative 13, which was Lyrical Ladder. This horse has sat outside the leader and, and gone minus 12 to the all benchmark. Can I, yeah, can I jump it, in? Yeah, what, a, what, what, a sweet, what a sweet watch that was from about 800 metres out. It looked like a dollar, dollar ten. It was bowling. I think this is a horse with a lot of upside. Indeed. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, um, you know, off an even speed there, who said it couldn't be better? Off a stronger speed as well as um, there's two horses we've seen lately um, that model that, you know, they go to their maiden, they smash the class benchmark. They go to a 64 or a 58. They smash that class benchmark again. And then they go to town and they um, they produce a figure like that. Passive aggressive is the other one. Yeah. And what about um, maybe the money for Squid Game was Paddy Payne? He's like off off. You know, it's like Waller numbers. He's, he's straight. Well, no, it's Paddy Payne's numbers are unbelievable. <laughs> they are. And I mean unbelievable back in every them. sense of the word. It's not real. It can't be real. Yeah. It's just back and blind. You know, lately. Yeah, it's something else, isn't it? Uh, the other race that we, we previewed, previewed on Thursday uh, was race two. Yes. Um, so the two-year-old race, it was quite interesting. Uh, there was a few horses we were keen to highlight as a Melbourne team. Um, Throne Bone was one of them. Gennady was the other. Um, interestingly, I think Gennady was $1.55 with the green corporate at 9 a.m. Drifted out to a BSP, I think of a dollar eighty-five odd, um, something like that. Maybe a dollar ninety-one, dollar ninety-five. Yeah, and um, yeah, so that's that's a decent drift. It looked to get in the spot, you know, Matt well from two, and it did. Um, interestingly, though, Thron Bone. This is a classic example of everyone that wants to talk talk shit about jump outs. Um, this is this is where you can get an edge. So Thron Bone on debut draws nine of ten at Sandown over a thousand meters. That's Possibly the worst setup you could have, especially um, you know, first up into that preparation On after running, track. yeah, um, after its first prep, you know, being in that Dormier race, you know, first up here draws nine or ten at Sandown that day, thousand meters, horrible, runs on from the back, great closing splits. Um, she dances was favoured on speed. Then you sw you get a switch here, you sling Gaudry off barrier five or fourteen Caulfield. Uh, get Will Price, who's a positive rider most of the time, I'd say. And in those in the jump outs it's had before this preparation, it's led, I think, or been on speed at least in two. And one of them, it led Garacha. Garacha's a Friedman horse, a golfing horse trained by the Friedmans that has uh, led or been on speed, I think, in the top two of its runs in the provincials. So it's led that horse at both the jump outs comfortably and, um, and had its measure. So that, that shows it has the ability to sit closer than it did on debut after during 9 or 10 at Sandown. And that's what it's done on, um, on Saturday. I, I mapped it further back earlier in the week, but later in the week, you know, we rethought the mapping bit and, you know, it's, it's landed much closer to the speed. And it doesn't win if it doesn't sit that close. That, that's what a map can do for a horse. And it's got over, um, it's got over Gennady late, who honestly prevels, 
probably at the 150 to uh, at the furlong track with the uh, lays in towards the fence cracks it on the left shifts out probably half a lane to a lane tracks it again shifts out about six lanes and um thrombone managed to keep out of that trouble and get home over it i think Gennady Gennady may be best horse in the race but yeah that's a prime example of what uh, a map can do for a horse yeah some great um some great pearls there for anyone listening that's um some great examples i don't think um Preble have been going up all that well either and it's a bit of a sick beat probably in the end but Anyhow, that's that is what it is. Anything out of the Caulfield meeting uh, that caught your eye going forward? Um, I wouldn't say so. Um, it's just a there's just a few jockeys, especially during this winter period, we can highlight as you know you either bet or you don't, or you, you know, it's a case by case basis every time, as you know, with the jockeys up there in Queensland, Shane. But some of these jockeys on the weekend, like Michael Lawrence in town, um, in the market, just You've got to trade very warily there. And same with Thomas Stockdale as well. Um, he had, he rode Polanco on the weekend, uh, $10 chance, very quiet ride in the last. Um, he just got caught the fence, victim of circumstance, I think, but uh, got bottled up. We, on the previous show, I did lay Sig Positano win in place, and um, he's got it held up there. Um, moral to run third, but didn't. It happens, that's the game. Uh, he was also on Volton, who's a $9 chance um, come last. Skyball, $3.30. It's come fourth on it there on Saturday. And Chief Altony did not give an ideal steer at $3.40. It's come second. I'm, um, I'm not going to let that one slip. Didn't give it an ideal steer. You are fucking kidding, aren't you? He could have gone inside the winner at least seven times from the 500 and chose not to. Why on? Should have pissed um, him. Should have pissed him. Terrible ride. Yeah, fair enough. Terrible ride. Fair enough. And just uh, uh, the stats as well, $7. Uh, I think this is the last six months I did the st- around the stats on the punting form systems last night. 7% everywhere um, in, you know, where he rides and 5.9% in the metros in the last six months, negative 35% pot. Uh, the numbers the numbers speak volumes there. No, we have got one to follow. Avoid that at all costs. Um, the, one, the, other thing, the, other thing, the other thing that caught my eye was... Um, a tweet from Bussett and Young's racing handle about um, his Alponavel, how they knew what they had and were going to the races full of confidence. Um, it was they bet as much as eight dollars earlier on. Uh, started started four eighty, and Froggy has given it the benchmark eighty four fist pump as they cross the line. Well done to everyone involved there. Absolutely, it's a. Uh- Seriously, I think it's a great performance um, of very slow speed. It's ripped home. It's ripped home there. Um, almost eight lengths better than the old benchmark for its first start in Australia. That's a quality performance. And yeah, uh, yeah full credit to the stable if they've, um, they've decided to have a wager. Looks like it. Um, okay, thanks very much, Lindsay. We'll head across to Rob, who was our man in the mounting yard on Saturday at Royal Randwick. Rob? Um, let's bring up some stats it was, here. So it, it was a day uh, with the six meter rail where it turned out by the end of the day, the old about the eight meter position was where you wanted to be. So, quite close to the fence, there was a couple of occasions where horses sort of presented down the middle, you know, sort of like lanes, you know, wider than the 
just a bit wider. They loomed up. They got some amazing bet for in run and to get beaten like three lengths. I, I we're going to talk about race nine and one example. Of this was a horse called Irish Angel. Um, I thought this was going to you know get get my exacta home. As Hulk was also bolty, but that traded a dollar fifty and it's beaten three and a half lengths. So it did run up. To would, yeah, and it stopped. Yeah. Um, funny, funny old race that with um, Mamoragan, the five dollar favourite. Um, it's a horse that it looks like a good horse, but I'm not sure if it wants to to race um, at all or try. Um, so there's obviously um, going to be percentage, and I, I I thought this Hulk uh, for 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 Chris and his other one, Chris's horses are parading so well they sort of stand out in well half the fields usually Chris Waller, but um, this horse looked looked as good as anything I saw on the day. I backed it to win 10 units, which is like my, my best bet, sent it at $859. What do you know? Very, very late. It's off the map. It's it's $9 in for a BSP of $6.16 or something. So um, the stable thought it was going to run well. It's a horse that a lot of people, you know, hate as it's a flashing back marker, um, but it won really, really easily on the line. And I would suggest it's going to run well again, obviously needs a, a setup. Um, where it's going to, you know, get get a look late because it's a horse that is often unlucky. But um, yeah, it was it was I thought almost one of the most impressive performances of the day. And um, yeah, maybe maybe a horse that can win again next start. It's interesting um, looking at the lane data. Um, you know, lane, you know, within two or three of the fence from the six hundred. Yes, uh, you know, this... winners of race six, seven, eight. And race nine were all rails at the 600. Jojo was a man, was one off in race 10. What does that mean for a horse like Boot Scooter? I know it was only a dirty highway in the first, who travelled nowhere near the fence at any stage and still got over them. Um, So it looks like that it's won the first race. And it looks like on a review of the meeting that has not only won, but has defied a clear pattern. And now, as a pattern, did it become more rails as the day went on? I'm going, to, I'm going to say yes. The jockey certainly tweaked to it. One of the jockeys even made that comment. Um, I think that's why the market sort of tuned into Jojo as the man in the in the last race. Um, but, yeah, it, it was hard to know early. Um, that highway winner, I, I didn't get to see it. But, yeah, highways can be, you know, can be hard to uh, get too excited about following things out of highways, I've found. Mm. The races I avoid completely, to be honest. Yeah, fair enough too. Rightly so. Talk to us about race ten, Rob. Um, Jojo was a man, a horse that I think you've been on every time that has won. I have. I love this horse. Um, he just to me looks like a good quality kind of welter Sydney horse, and I've watched him go through the grades. Um, he came into the yard. He wasn't quite as sharp as he was when he won first two runs so he, he settled down a little bit whether that was a good or a bad thing I, I was wasn't sure um he's raced I, I didn't love it in the run as he was getting keen um before the corner uh, sort of getting his head up I'm not sure what the figures are on the race if they've gone slow to the whatever but yeah they went slow I think yeah this this is a horse I think that I, I've also think he can maybe get out to 1800 2000 meters as he gets older so I just think he'll be winning a, a lot more races as he's got a, a, a great 
appetite for the contest. He's a, he's a real he's a real trier, um, and he's, he's actually a pretty good type these days. Um, speaking of good types, uh, Sinba is that Shane? You had a good bet on this at Doomburn. Yeah, think. I I saw him at Doomburn, and he was in the last race that went that midweek meeting, and he was the best parade of the day by that far. It wasn't funny. He looked like the only Saturday Metro horse that paraded. I know it was only a midweek standard meeting, but he looked like the only proper race horse yeah. that paraded there well, all day. He, he is a three-year-old, uh, so he, he didn't quite stand out as much as I was expecting in this field because he, he, is, he is younger and the other horses are you know, bigger and more developed. Um, but to me, he looked, he looked like he would improve. You know, He came down those lanes that suggest we should be a bit forgiving. Uh, and I think also he's a horse I've got pegged that for more than the 1,600 to 2,000 metres. So he might be, um, I'm not sure where they're, what they're going to do with him, but they'll probably run him somewhere. And if he steps up in distance, I think he can go really well. Um, the, the one other horse that was a tiny play for us, huge odds on, on a jockey that I'm, you know, I, I can't back in town, uh, Ash Morgan was Pandano for... Um, Paul Perry, who's a stable that's actually going pretty well of late. Uh, horses are certainly parading really well. Um, he, he was sort of flushed out the back. Um, I don't know. I, if they change the jockey, I, I, th- I think I think he's got an, another another win in him. He's rated at 76. I think he's, uh, yeah, I think he's getting down now to a rating where you, you might want to consider backing him. There's a, a number of, a couple of performances that were double figures below benchmark. Uh, Francesco Gardi, the, the Waller stayer, I assume, um, off a very fast tempo. Uh, they went out uh, about 11.1 lengths uh, fast for the benchmark, uh, for the all benchmark, sorry. And the next best rating was uh, number uh, in race six was Shameless Miss. Now, again, I think Pistol touched on this last time, Rob, when we discussed these races, these staying races, seem to toss up the biggest figure of the meeting um, off good tempos more often than not. Yeah, but I, I don't trust there's a group of horses of, of holding <laughs> yeah. their form. Uh, I think uh, do your own research on on, on that um, stays. They, they can yeah they, they they can they can take turns. But in that Francesco Guardi, the other other Wallers again, Solar Apex, Wakeery Falls traded pretty short. Loom to loom to win. Um, but but didn't quite get there well. Francesco Guardi snuck through and found that right lane. Um, so uh, Wairi Falls and Solar Apex going going very well. I, I'd say Knight of Power might have had enough this time in. Uh, Majorati had the pattern to suit uh, in that race, ran very well, uh, but he sort of maybe found his mark around that sort of 79, 80 grade. So they'll certainly take it in turns, those Waller horses. <laughs> yeah, but, they will. You know, I, I, I don't know who's going to win next. Wairi Falls, Solar, Solar Apex, Francesco Guardi. Um, with the right setup, one of them will be winning next start. Even on the market, hey? Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you look at Hulk um, and uh, yeah, the, other, the Irish Angel, there was something to be said. I know you're a big, um, big fan of watching Chris Waller runners late in the market on the fair. Hulk was um, the best example of that on the weekend. Obviously, they don't always win, but. Um... They invariably run well, run well, um, and there was money at some stage for, you know, for all three of those horses that ran, of Wallers that ran first, third, and fourth, I think in the end. So yeah, one and a half lengths between them. 
yeah, probably the track was a difference on the day. Um, well, there's plenty to come out of that meeting anyway for us, so that's that's good. I'll just head across to Eagle Farm where we saw the last Group 1 meeting of the season, and I hope you guys did watch this race. Um, now, I've probably put the mock on myself here uh, in my pre-race comments that I sent through saying I wouldn't normally find Jay Ford in a Group 1, at, in a Class 1 at Coonabarabran, but we've found him in a Group 1 at Eagle Farm on a tissue. Um, look, I didn't think the horse had a, a, had a hell of a lot of luck. It probably should have ran a place, I thought. Um, he was always trying to get wide and push out and push out and push out. And it left a three-lane highway for Startantes um, to win. No one was more disgusted than me seeing Startantes win, the horse that we were on a couple of times uh, over this distance a few runs back. Um, she's got home 11.7 lengths quick for the last 600, which is a conservative five lengths quicker uh, than anything that she's done in her previous two starts, same track, same distance, same setup. So, <laughs> um, you know, for someone like me that, um, you know, gets around with a tinfoil hat on a Saturday afternoon, this was growing me up a little bit. It really pissed me off um, just because, like I said, we've been on her a couple of times. Um, obviously, the, the the time of the 600 in this event was slower. Um, she's finished off quicker. So, I don't know. Can we just stop saying that back markers need the speed on? Um, they get home quicker when they go slow to medium tempo anyway. We saw a very slow tempo in that race. Fair to say, Snap Dancer had its chance, just didn't run the trip out. Um, quite strong enough it's just got a bit wobbly late and ran off the track which again as I said allowed Star Tontes that um, you know seriously nice run through the middle of them but she's ran she's ran like you know up to well you know like I said she's ran the fastest 600 that she has in the last few starts um, she did run a little bit quicker the last 600 uh, on the ratings at Randwick, but that was the heavy 10 day there, which is always a little bit um, how you go on sort of figures on heavies, hard to line up. But mm. anyway, uh, yeah, she was able to, she was last defence um, on straightening. Yeah. And um, as I said, there was that three lane highway about three off the fence. The laser pan stuck to the inside like she did when she won last start uh, and was able to, to run third. A tissue ran at fourth, of course, because we were on one by two at the each way line. Um, <laughs> um, much. That, that, run, that run from Star Tontes, I was um, down the local watching that and it looked to be one of the only things kind of making ground. And as you said, you know, the sea's kind of part of for it there and it's come through. And that, that's reflected in those relative gain splits. They are they're huge. Yeah, the massive yeah. splits. It's, I, I, I can't say career best. Um, but the relative gain splits are her career best. Yeah, absolutely. So I can say career best. So well done to uh, to connect to the stable there to get that horse to peak. Um, group one day, five runs, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, fifth run into her preparation. Not much else to report out of the meeting for me. Um, um, yeah, a bit of a sort of ho-hum meeting, as you can imagine. Um, 
figures weren't great. Start Tom Tays was at minus eight, all benchmarking, winning the Group 1. Obviously, that very slow lead time had an impact there. Um, London Banker was the next best, uh, was the best figure of the day, sorry. Once again, a staying race that they went quick in early. Uh, and I just want to give a shout out to all the pundits whose job is to relay information to the public, to the punting public via um, broadcasters, our, our broadcast partners, um, telling us that in the first race, how they were dawdling in front in that mile race. Um, I took sp specific interest in this because the winner come from the back and then I didn't see much making ground all day. Obviously, Start Tontes was the... Was the um, was the outlier there, but they actually the race actually went out fast uh, and went out minus six lengths quicker than average ball benchmark uh, for a class three mile. So they were going quick. So um, we were on a horse that was three wide punching up. It was a back marker, and uh, and we've seen it punching up three deep. Um, Seductive Queen was the horse there with Ben Thompson on. So really, sort of threw me a little bit. Um, after watching that, knowing in my mind that they were going fast and the pundits and the broadcasters telling us they were dawdling, only to see uh, our second leg of an all-up or multi at Gatton go over a nose at $1.30. <laughs> after being supported by a by half head. So, <laughs> typical Saturday in Queensland. Oh, I'm so glad the carnival's over. No one's happier than me that the carnival's over and we can get back to disgusting races um, on Saturdays. Uh, next week, we head to the Sunshine Coast for the Caloundra Cup and the Glasshouse Handicap. Um, looking forward to avoiding that meeting. Uh, <laughs> I think that's all for us. There's not much else. Um, there's pretty good coverage there from Melbourne, Sydney, a little bit of crap from Brisbane, as usual, from me. Boys, what does the week look like for us? Um, Rob, where's your, when's your next trip to the track? Wednesday, Kenzo uh, should be driest track. As always, looking forward to getting out there and looking at some horse smash. Then we're off to Rose Hill, which I'm looking for, um, yeah, to get a result because it's been a, not so good of late. Um, but, you know, that's only a short-term trend as opposed to a long-term trend. Lindsay, have you guys decided where you're betting at the provincials this week in Victoria? Um, no, I haven't looked yet. Had a kind of busy weekend, but I think we're at Lakeside Wednesday uh, for all benchmark races. I think so. I'll be um, I'll be steering clear of there. Jacko, will no doubt, um, find a few winners there. And then Saturday, I think we're back to God's Carpet, Flemington. Indeed, boys. Uh, good. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, no, look forward to uh, catching up again on Thursday when we go through the meeting for Saturday. Absolutely. Thanks, Shane. Thanks, Shane. Cheers, bye.